The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, this Friday. Uh, early or late afternoon, I was going to say early evening, but late afternoon as, uh, as the days get longer. Uh, a rather dull and uh, a wet day out there, but it is the 3rd of May 2019 and uh, corresponding towards and uh, towards or to the 28th of Sha'ban, I believe. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a difference of opinion on whether it's the 28th or, or Sha'ban or not, but uh, it is uh, closer and closer to that month, that blessed month of Ramadan. So just a few days away before the month of Ramadan. Uh, as usual, uh, broadcasting live on uh, Luton 105.1 FM, mashallah, and nationally also broadcasting via some of our sister stations uh, in Sheffield Link FM, I believe, Peterborough, uh, Peterborough Salam Radio, uh, Derby, Nottingham, and also Facebook Live. So you can uh, listen to us in, uh, through a number of avenues, inshallah, and also via the Inspire FM app. Uh, so tune in and most importantly join today's discussion, join today's uh, conversation that we're going to be having in the studio inshallah. Get your voices heard. Let's hear some of your thoughts and your opinions as usual. It's 01582 481822, the number here in studio 01582 481822. And for those of you that love your SMS or your WhatsApp messages is 0779, 0779481822 is the number here in, in the studio inshallah for your SMS and your WhatsApp messages. Right, so it's been uh, it's been a while since I've been here in the studio, inshallah ta'ala. So it's always good to be back on a, on a Friday evening, spending uh, two hours of a of a Friday evening discussing current affairs on this uh, on this channel, uh, mashallah. And it's uh, got a very very wide uh, listenership, and it's always good to hear from from our listeners, inshallah. But whilst I've been away, uh, brother Zafra here has been keeping the the hot seat, uh, mashallah, warm. Uh, and uh, mashallah been holding the baton and, and holding the fort as, as, as they so, so let me uh, let me introduce uh, brother Zafar who's mashallah joining me here in the studio once again uh, this evening uh, brother Zafar assalamu alaikum uh, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome uh, to the studios wa alaikum salam mashallah no stranger mashallah you've been holding the, the baton the holding the fort mashallah just about the last say, just about just, just about, about. <laughs> I, hear, I hear mashallah alone in, in the studio been, been doing a great job mashallah well, tried uh, my best. L- last week, so it was uh, the elections, was it? Uh, yes, uh, last week we had the hustings. The hustings, that's it. The hustings, yeah. yeah. Oh. So we had uh, the full two hours were dedicated to hustings. Wow. We invited candidates. In fact, we sent out invitations to pretty much, uh, pretty much a lot of the the councillors from oh. the the various you know party spectrums, mm. individuals, mm. Uh, candidates to. Uh, uh, and uh, we managed to get um, we managed to get some of them. We managed to get I think six or five or six yeah. uh, to actually come in the studio and yeah. talk. Uh, I think it was pretty good to be honest. I think it's fa- uh, enjoyed a couple of hours. They went fairly fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, the I, I guess we had uh, well. If I, if you were going to rate the success rate, I think I would say of the people that we had on the show, yeah. uh, I would say. Uh, two 
two out of the six managed to get in. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Which is, I don't know whether it's a good thing or not. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna, we're going to be cover, covering elections, but let, let, let me just give a, uh, an overview of the program this evening, inshallah, for our, for our listeners. Right. So we'll come back to the subject matter of elections. Of course, it is making headlines at the moment. Uh, so we will be discussing uh, the local uh, elections and and the local election results nationally and see what's been happening as uh, nationally and and in particular what's happened local what what differences has it made locally let's come back to the hustings and see what impact that may have had locally uh, brother zafar and uh, and get your thoughts on that inshallah so that's going to be the first subject where we're going to be discussing a couple of local topics i, I want to cover this evening and and we always try to cover local topics uh, and and uh, and make sure that at least we're covering it on one of our platforms on on the radio station makes sense local radio station covering local topics uh, some good news that we're going to be discussing. I don't know to what extent our 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 listeners, uh, you know, followed the Luton Town Football Club, but you know, Luton Town has been promoted to the Championship League, yeah. uh, from League One, right? So I'm one of those who has to put his hands up and say I don't necessarily follow Luton Town. To the, you know, uh, uh, to, you know, and and the, and the, you can say the league one or the championship to that extent, right? Uh, but that's a great local result uh, and, yep. and a fantastic news for for the local town, right? So we're going to be looking at that story, uh, Luton being promoted to the championship from League One. I must confess, I'm still suffering uh, from the other day. Right? <laughs> that was uh, the the Barcelona three 0 uh, against Liverpool. I mean, I'm, I'm still suffering from the loss Don't against it. against Don't Barcelona. <laughs> then. So, uh, so let, let's discuss something positive, right? And and let's not just uh, continue to hover around what happened on Wednesday. Let's forget about that and look forward to tomorrow's uh, game. Uh, anyway, so we're going to be discussing Luton promotion to the Championship from League One, and and another story that we'll cover. Of course, we haven't been able to get any representation from the the company involved but there's could be been some other local news where Luton's cabbies in fact I was driving past the uh, I was driving past the airport the other day uh, brother Zafar right and uh, yeah. and I heard this picket and I saw this picket outside uh, uh, the airport and this is of course with regards to the Luton cabbies right uh, who are currently uh, being uh, at least the Addison Lee uh, Luton cabbies right that have been you know picketing outside the, the 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 airport right so we haven't got representation from the company itself uh, so it's, it's not going to be fair to comment on behalf of, of of course we're not going to aim to uh, comment on behalf of the company but we'll, we'll at least let's discuss what's been going on uh, and how it impacts some of our local uh, community members right so that's a, a, a number of stories so three stories that we are going to be covering that impact loot in town uh, but the second hour we're going to be dedicating to Ramadan and Ramadan preparations and I've just walked into the uh, to the station and it's all getting ready and prepped up for, for, for Ramadan and Ramadan is a very busy 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 month for everyone and, uh, and likewise a very busy period for Ramadan uh, for, for the radio station itself and subhanallah it has its roots going back to Ramadan and that's where it started from and of course there's going to be the Inspire FM Ramadan plans and, and Ramadan program and I'm sure you I've seen advertisement up and down the, the town. I've seen the billboards out there, and I, and I believe we've been doing some. Uh, uh, we've been posting out Ramadan plans to a lot of the households, so you would have received those. So we'll probably get a, a couple of minutes from Brother Tariq to give us a, a, an overview of the Inspire FM Ramadan plans. But we're also, most importantly, going to be speaking to a, uh, an amazing Sheikh, uh, Imam Zaid Shakir, who's going to be giving his uh, valuable time and giving us some of his tips with regards to Ramadan preparation, what Ramadan preparation should mean to us. Uh, 
uh, how to prepare for Ramadan only a few days remaining and also with regards to Ramadan and welcoming the blessed month of Ramadan itself so that's that's the overview for for this evening inshallah ta'ala and without taking any further time uh, let's get into the local stories immediately Right, so inshallah ta'ala, I want to hear from our listeners, 01582481822, if you want to comment on any of those stories, you want to comment with regards to the local council uh, results, election results, 01582481822, uh, and if you want to send in SMS, WhatsApp, 0779481822, Luton Town being promoted, local election results, or the picketing that's been going on outside the Luton Airport, I want to hear from you, do get in touch, right? So we're going to, to, to pick it up on the first story which is the lo- uh, which is the Luton Council or not in the Luton Council but the election results up and down the country and it's been making headline news even if I go here and just look at the headlines uh, we, we see that furious Labour MPs and councillors attack Jeremy Corbyn as party loses scores of seats we then see uh, we see a huge loss for the conservatives the conservatives lost hundreds of council seats but their collapse is only just the beginning according to the independent uh, the guardian says what do the local elections tell labor right uh, and then the daily mail is furious labor mps and councillors attack jeremy corbyn right and uh, the guardian leads with another story may says results show voters want main parties to deliver brexit and it seems like a backlash against the the mayhem and the debacle which is known as brexit and brother zafar you you talked about the hustings and the and two hours dedicated to the hustings last week firstly i want to get your your thoughts in terms of the results 450 seats being lost by the tories 18 English councils so far been lost to the you know from the from the Tories uh, a bit of a resurgent liberal democrats i'm being told labor's also had a disappointing night losing 80 seats is, is is that kind of what you expected on the back end of the hustings last week and what you've been discussing and following does that sound about right yeah, uh, t- to be honest, I think that uh, when we do the hustings, we focus pretty much on local issues. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think key concern locally uh, has been, uh, and, and I think um, you know, if, if you remember, we discussed this some some w- months ago yeah. uh, when the the candidates were selected by the by the prospective parties. Yeah. Uh, there was a uh, can I call it a large scale cull? But there, there was a ousting ousting of the lot of the sitting councillors. There was yes. lots of disillusionment, uh, and what I understand is that disillusionment was around the handling of one of the key issues, right, which was around this, the uh, the airport taxi rank right, being transferred to yeah. uh, to the next story that we have. Yes. Uh, so that that being the that being the spur for for the change in the councillors. Yeah. Um, so there's been a, a whole batch of new councillors been elected, yeah. uh, primarily on the Labour ticket. And so the yeah. key focus of the hustings, as far as I was concerned, was to mm. try and try and gauge um, the the calibre. Right? Yeah. This is an issue for everybody. This is an issue for the whole community. Now I'm sure the candidates have been selected are capable and able and 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 you know willing to to do the best they can for the for the town yeah. uh, but that has not been the case uh, previously now I'm not the only one who says that there's a lot of people who say you know not necessarily openly right yeah. but I'm saying it openly uh, Luton faces a lot of issues mm. there's a lot of issues on the economic education
education, yeah. you know, social health, whichever whichever sector uh, yeah. factor you want to you want to talk about, Luton faces a lot of issues. Now we have to make sure that the people that we elect uh, right, are accounted are, are not just accountable yeah. but are capable capable okay uh, capable and and that was that was the the key thing that we're trying to get, uh, come out of the, get out okay. of the hustings. So, so, so we vote based upon capa- you know capability. I, I like that, right? Uh, and accountable, you're right. Uh, and, you know, an accountable executive, an accountable representation. But has there been a change in in, in results, right? So, uh, Labour twelve wards, Liberal Democrats five, Conservatives two. Is, is, is that a shift? I, I think there? that the con- cons, cons. I think they they lost a seat, and I think mm. Lib-, Lib Dems gained uh, a few. I can't remember the exact details. Okay, all right. I mean, you, you might have the details but, 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 at hand. Yeah. But but again, uh, what, what I'm reading is that Labour pretty much have. Uh, Labour is pretty much in control. 32 yeah. councillors, Lib- Liberal Democrats 12 and Conservatives 4, right? Lutonborough right. Council, you know, following yesterday's local election results, that, that's what I'm reading. Those are the stats in front of me on, on my screen. So it's pretty much Labour in control again. Correct. Right. right yeah, Labour in control again. There's been a number of issues locally too, you know, uh, that that have been raised, and we've been discussing those on, on the platform. So does that does that mean what Labour are the the local count, you know, the local community feel that they're doing a good job, or is it just one of those traditional things that you know the Asian community is always just voting Labour? Well, uh, I think it's probably a mixed mixed bag. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably the younger voters are a little bit more discerning. Yeah. Um, there, there's voter loyalty. I people are vo- voting either Labour or Conservatives because they have done that f- for many years. Yeah. Uh, within the community, if you break down the community, there's there's loyalty to candidates based on their ethnic identity. I would say. Yeah. yeah. There's there's loyalty based on I would say even clan identity right, yeah, in some yeah, respects. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. In some respects, yeah. Mm. How people vote for. Uh, I think probably or, or, or I think if if you judge by the older generation, they've been voting Labour. It doesn't matter if you yeah, yeah. It, it, who who stands for Labour, yes. right? In, in in my ward at least anyway, and, and you know my family included, they will just go and vote for that that you know yeah. la- Labour candidate, whoever that is, without looking yeah. into details. Yeah. But I think younger voters are get, getting a little bit more clued up. They want yeah. to find out who the person is. Mm. And one thing I picked up in uh, since last week was was that uh, the Lutonborough Council did not have a profile of the candidates, right? Profile of a candidate, I would have expected that on the Lutonborough website, Mm. uh, just contact names and a brief bio of of Mm. who who the the people were. Mm. Uh, And that was conspicuous in its absence, to be honest, it just wasn't there. Mm. So people have no way of of actually discerning how capable people are unless they know them personally, Mm. right? They can only go by party. The party has a an attraction. Party has a a, a particular position, yeah, and yeah. people vote for that. It's tra- but tra- I, traditional, right? But I think locally, I think locally it has uh, to be more. Locally right. has to be capability has got to be a factor. Uh, capability and what what about the agenda, right? Uh, what about what they actually bring into the table, right? So I mean, was there a difference in in terms of the different candidates, different parties, in terms of what is their priority for Luton as a, as a town, and that being a factor in making decisions? Uh, you yeah, know, well, t- well there, there was a couple of candidates, right, yeah. who who'd been uh, councillors for quite a while, and they yeah. seemed pretty clued up, and yeah. I think they were they were up with the stats, and they, they yeah. knew the direction in which the Luton had to go. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, and they were able to sort of give these 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 uh, statistics and, and mm. the particular party, the particular stance, the reasons why they are in the party they're in, and mm. what that makes a difference. I think mm. some of the key issues that came out uh, were around sort of bin collections and around environment and cleaning the the, the place and and also around the economy, and the economic outlook of Luton, etc. Yeah. Uh, so I think those are the things that came out. But I would have thought. Right, the for the local council, it doesn't for me personally. For the local elections, the the bigger the the bigger picture about you know the political standing, the philosophical standing of each of the parties, probably uh, is less important right than actually delivering on the services, mm. right locally because that's the responsibility of the local council Th- delivering that, that, on the services. That's what we're voting for, aren't we? Uh, yeah. it's, it's local issues, local services. Correct. You know, local agenda. You know, you know what, what's the vision for Luton? What, what's what's the value add that you're going to provide uh, to the to the local community? That that's what people are interested in, and that that's what I'm saying. Was is that the discerning factor that you know I'm going to go, go for so. this candidate as opposed so. to that candidate? No, I don't and, think so. And, and I think it's, it's the been the, I mm. think overall it's been the it's been the right. Okay, Labour. I'm going to mm. give a stamp to mm. Labour and Conservative. It's right. that it's, it's, it's party is party sort of badges effectively mm. they've been uh, people have voted for rather right. than. Okay, well, what what about the fact that the overall turnout, right? Uh, again, lo- local elections, 29 percent, just over twenty nine percent. Forty-two thousand nine hundred votes cast. It's not a, a huge turnout. I, I I don't know how it compares into in, in comparison with last previous year, years, previously, uh, right? But I, I I guess it. I mean, it, it's not a huge turnout. It's still okay. Some some. Uh, I mean, uh, what one third of the of the populace, you know, turned out. Yeah. I, I just wonder whether it's just that you know apathy. I, th- I think in pre- previous previous occasions, I think it's slightly higher. It's down. Yeah. Uh, it's down. I think you're probably into the forties, right? Yeah. In previous previously, yeah. Pre- previous years, yeah. Uh, I think it's been slightly down. I think it's been slightly down because I think generally the general uh, uh, the, the 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 political class class of this country or classes of this country have been taken a battering nationally because of Brexit. There's a lot of disillusionment. Right. So uh, so, so you, you you've just taken the question out of my mouth, right? Which yeah. which is literally, I mean, there there, there isn't a, you know a huge, huge amount of optimism in in, in people. I mean, the, the the debacle that they've seen over the last two years, right? With yeah. all of this Brexit, I mean, people are just fed up, right? Yeah. And 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 their kind of uh, confidence in the politicians in the political parties is just yeah, probably and, and at all time low and that probably just reflects in, in, in the tenor what we're, what we're discussing. Yeah, and, and, and it's basically reflected in the fact that some of the non-traditional parties have done well, or the Greens have done really well. Right. And if you look at nationally, the number of independent candidates have, got, have shot up. Yeah. So if you look at if you look at the independents, right, um, mm. although there's no, there's no uh, council, so one council has been held by independents, mm. uh, but there's 947 uh, independent candidates up and down the country. That's that's 559 uh, points up, basically, uh, from wow. previous year. So it's, it's probably, you know, uh, only a couple of hundred previously now. So people so are beginning. That's a strong trend. Then people are, a, pe- people are people want to vote for individuals. They yeah. they no, no longer want for a label and label which has been, which has been defined outside of the control of the people. Has been defined, you know, at, at the um, you know the the parliament mm. level mm. Uh, and locally. But I think people are interested. Local issues, right? And, and just before we move on to the next topic, I mean, have, have you been in touch with some of the 
the the elected candidates or some of the the ones that stood up and maybe haven't been successful and and just had any any conversations with them in terms uh, of what, just, what, how they felt that the elections uh, results uh, went and whether they reflected uh, you know what their what their expectations were. Well, I, I've just been sort of reading WhatsApp messages. There's loads of WhatsApp messages have been, right. been circulating on, yeah. on on the subject, to, yeah. to be honest. But I think there uh, the, 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 there has been some some excitement in some quarters. People have expressed the fact that there's new new blood, new, new, face, new faces, right? new faces, new faces, new yeah. blood coming for, forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is still the 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 family and clan links in there, right, which I think yeah. we, we need to worry about yeah. uh, because it has to be ability number one, yeah. ability number two, and ability number three, yeah. and anything other than that is, is, you know, what happens afterwards. Yeah. And because this is needed for Luton, Luton yeah. has been, Luton has needed leadership, right, yeah. ha, as it's never been, uh, never had it before, you, you know, and, yeah. and, and that leadership, there is a, there's a desire for that leadership to come forth, and I think there's a, mm. there's optimism, there's hope that in the new bats there will be that leadership that will take mm. the, the 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 community and the town forward i think yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's funny uh, someone sent a message around and, and i haven't had time recently to 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 follow all my messages and uh Tabdili I Imran Khan's yeah. Yeah, yeah, video <laughs> it, it, right, yeah. it was a car going around Tabdili I Tabdili I right? Yeah. And obviously local ele- election campaigning, right? So I don't know if that was Luton or Birmingham or Bradford or I whatever it was. Up right? north, I think up was north it up north somewhere? somewhere? Yeah, uh, but right. great in, in, innovative thinking, right? Let's let's jump on the bandwagon. But you actually did address, right, a very important subject matter. And I was gonna go move on to the next topic, but I just wanted to touch upon that, which is ability. Yeah. Right. You know, ch- a, 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 a cultural change. Yeah, a, a shift of, yeah, absolutely. Mind shift change, right? That come on, for, for God's sake, right? It's about ability. It's mm. not about it's not about the tribe. It's not about ethnicity. It's not about who the individual, whether we like him or not. It's about someone who's capable of delivering, right? Correct. Someone who's capable of representation, right? Someone who's capable of standing against, you know, standing for principles, and 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 that is the back, you know, it's it's on the back end of that that we should actually be evaluating, making decisions. Well, but, this is exactly but, the, exactly. But how do you change that? Mentality in our community who have just got this mentality of well, I, I, think, I think to be honest, you've seen that you've seen that 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 thrust in people, right, in trying to change that in Pakistan. Yeah. So the Imran Khan was voted is because they were they were fed up. They wanted a change. Yeah. They wanted yeah. somebody to focus right on 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 moving the country forward, right, N- not not stuck in its old ways and, and its mm. old ways of doing stuff. Mm. We've got the same thing here. We've mm. got the very same thing here. There's a desire, especially in the youngsters, I would say, there's a desire mm. for change. And I think the change will come. Yeah. The change will only come right, if people are active. If people are passive right, and don't hold people to account, mm. then they will get the leaders they deserve. Yeah. Right. If they if they basically sort of, you know, put their heads heads in the duvets, basically, right, and then yeah. nothing will happen. Yeah. People have to, and it's not. I'm not talking about going out openly in the streets, right, and holding placards and banners yeah. and whatever. Yeah. It's asking reasonable and rational questions. Okay, what have you done? Yeah. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. What yeah. What is your track record? You said you're going to do this. Have yeah. you done it for us? Right. right. And those type of questions need to be asked more frequently. I think yeah. media, like Inspire FM, everybody's got a, a yeah. lot to a lot to sort of uh, to contribute yeah. but in div- equally I think people the public there's so many me- different means now so many mm. means of communication that needs to happen but also I think at the the party level yes right there has to be a change as well the party has to recognize that it's no longer about making sure that by hook or crook right you've got the councillors right of yeah. that particular color 
right? Yeah. Doesn't matter, right? You know how they get in. Yeah. They've got to put some certain principles. They've got to put yeah. some rules in there, yeah. and they've got to put a bar. If you're not mm-hmm. able to to deliver on those services because you you're you know you haven't the other cap- capabilities, yes. and I think I'm talking about very simple things. If you can't speak English, yeah, mate, exactly. don't put yeah. your fo- don't put your name forward, yeah. right? Because yeah. because you know you're going to embarrass not just yourself, right, but yeah. the whole town you are. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So those those type right. of things need to need right. to be considered. Mashallah, bro- brother Zafar, uh, you you hear brother Zafar, my my co-presenter here, very passionate about his views. Uh, I want to hear some of our listeners and and what they feel uh, with regards to the local election results. Right, oh one five eight two four eight one eight double two. Come on, pick up the phone, speak to us. Let us know. Let us hear what you what you've got on your mind. Right, zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. I am willing to read your SMS messages or your WhatsApp messages if you send them in and let me know what you th- what you feel uh, with regards to the the national or the local election results right and what your what were your thoughts with regards to uh, the results uh, wh- whether you indeed voted uh, and whether indeed if you didn't vote why you didn't vote right so I, I like to hear that but uh, brother Zephyr's point is very important as a community we need to get a lot more active we need to hold people accountable uh, we are a community we live here there are services that, that need to be provided to the local community and we need to ensure that you know what the people who are uh, wanting to take that responsibility wanting to represent you know Luton town wanting to represent the community have the capability and then once they they, they get that responsibility they held accountable they're held accountable and they deliver a good job just like me and you do when we get a, a job or a Absolutely. contract and we go to work you know there's the appraisals there's the review and if we're not doing our j- a job well uh, brother Zafar, we need to you know walk back out of the, the the same door that we came into and and see you later my friend well if you don't right you'll be yeah, sent out absolutely absolutely okay so that 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 was the first topic that we were discussing uh, the national uh, the local council results uh, and, and some feedback and some thoughts inshallah uh, do get in your thoughts uh, via sms whatsapp or call into the studio we are about to go into a commercial break when we come back we want to be discussing hopefully uh, we're going to have someone from the Luton Town Football Club. We're going to be discussing Luton's promotion to the championship uh, from League One and another look, a local uh, Luton story, inshallah, with regards to the cabbies that have been picketing outside Luton Airport. So, those stories coming up, inshallah, do not go away. You are with me, uh, Hafi Shaban, on uh, Friday Night Live. Here in the studio, uh, broadcasting live from Inspire FM 105.1 FM Here in the studio with Brother Zafar And uh, we are going to be discussing Ramadan preparation with Imam Zaid Shaki Marshall, I don't know how we managed to get Imam Zaid Shaki But we have from 7 o'clock, so don't go away Until then, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, and Brother Zafar here in the studio. Uh, as usual, broadcasting live on uh, 105.1 FM, and uh, we were discussing uh, the nas- uh, the local election results uh, in the first half an hour of the show with Brother Zafar exchanging uh, his views and uh, sharing his views with our listenership. 0158248182. Uh, 
0779481822 to get your thoughts across uh, with regards to what you feel on the election results, national, ele- uh, national locally council results, inshallah. Do, do share your thoughts with us. Uh, we are going to be moving on to our next local story, again a, a positive local story that we are going to be covering and that is the... Uh, uh, a positive story in the sense that Luton are uh, promoted to the championship from League One. All right, so Luton promoted to the championship from League One. Great story. We are going to be covering that with Stuart Hammonds, uh, press and media manager at Luton Town Football Club. And just before I um, speak to. Uh, Stuart, I don't know how many of our listeners actually follow Luton Town, but being a local town club, uh, myself, I think I'm a, I'm a bit guilty, right? So I think we should be following and supporting our, our local town uh, football club. I, I know we're, we're big fans of Liverpool or Man City or, or Man United or whatever the, the club may be, but it's always good to st- have local uh, local roots and, and local touch and support too. So anyway, League One promotion, Luton Town and, and Barnsley secured promotion. Pr- Promotion uh, and Luton will be back in the second tier following a 12-year absence. And and, and I was just googling it and looking at it uh, a, a slightly earlier, and that's a fantastic result after 12 years being away from uh, the league, uh, from Championship, to coming back after a 12-year absence. That's a that's a great result. Uh, of course, that we've had our share of the problems uh, over the last couple of years, which led to uh, point deductions some years ago. But to give us a a bit more information and background let's speak to someone who's far more of an expert on Luton Town Football Club than I am and that's Stuart Hammonds. Stuart Hammonds uh, welcome to uh, Inspire FM and uh, Friday Night Live uh, and uh, I guess a, a, a well done and, and a, fas- a fantastic result for Luton Town Football Club. Yeah thanks well thanks for having me first of all and yeah it's been uh, it's been a fantastic season and uh, a fantastic week definitely unexpectedly because we uh, Promotion was secured on Tuesday night without playing. It was uh, it was Peterborough who uh, uh, went to Portsmouth, who was the third place team. Yeah. And if Portsmouth had won the game, they could still they could still catch us going into t- us and Barnsley going into tomorrow's games. But yeah. uh, thankfully, Peterborough went to Portsmouth and won three two, and uh, it meant that the um, the champagne corks could start popping, and uh, we were promoted to the championship and we go into tomorrow's game against Oxford uh, with the chance to to finish top and finish his champions. Fantastic. You know, even before I continue with Luton Down, I was going to say, I wish it was something, a similar story for Liverpool as a Liverpool fan. But, but unfortunately, yeah. it's, it's not quite the same, is it, Stuart? Not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. No, I know that uh, one of my friends was actually, uh, uh, he'd had a bet, I think, on... on the four L's to uh, to win their respective divisions: Liverpool to win the Premier League, Leeds to win the champ- Championship, wow. Luton to win League One, and Lincoln to win League Two. And obviously, we've kept our part of the uh, <laughs> bargain. We keep our part of the bargain if we win tomorrow. Lincoln wow. have won their division, but uh, oh, have they? Lincoln? Leeds have, oh, wow. Leeds have let him down, and uh, yeah. I think your boys, Liverpool, uh, they may just. Letting down as well. Oh, don't 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 say that, Stuart. I'm I'm already recovering from Wednesday's defeat at Barcelona, man. <laughs> don't don't rub it in. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it's a fantastic result for for Luton, as as you said. Great great positive news for for the local town and the local community. But but it hasn't been uh, a kind of a smooth ride. So it's it's been a good few years that we've been out of the the championship, right? Yeah, it's been a good few years. Uh, 
Yeah, well, 12 years ago, and then uh, 12 years ago was when the club last played championship football, and then 10 years ago, um, the club were relegated out of the Football League, as you said a few minutes ago, with yeah. the 30-point deduction wow. for the um, the financial uh, misdemeanours of the, the previous owners of the club. Right. Yeah. Um, the current custodians, as they, they call themselves, the owners uh, 2020 Luton Town, they took over the club um, and saved it from, from closure, really, when it was in administration. Right. Um, but they were dealt the blow just after taking over that, you know, you're going to have to face this 30-point deduction because of what the previous regime had done. Yeah. That 30-point deduction was uh, insurmountable, unfortunately, and the club yeah. then spent five years in the National League, yeah. or the conference, as it was called then. Yeah. But, um, the, the reason that the, the owners are called 2020 is that they had a vision. Right. Uh, when they took over, they gave themselves a... a a 12-year plan, as it was at the time, right. to have the club back playing championship football by 2020. That's incredible, and isn't it? They've yeah. beaten that by a year. Yeah. So, uh, and the other, the other part of that 2020 was that um, there would be a new stadium to yeah. play in because you know we all know that Kenilworth Road is, um, you know, is old. It's yeah. probably the oldest ground still being used in the football league. Yeah. Um, um, it, it's. We we need the new stadium to to move on, and obviously this season we've had that great result where uh, council have given us planning permission for Power Court in the town centre, yeah, um, and Newlands Park up by Junction Ten of the M1, and hopefully in the next uh, in the next three or four years um, we're going to see a new stadium yeah. um, being built in Luton, yeah, and yeah. helping regenerate the area. Yeah, I'm going to come on to uh, come on to that just to, in a short while, Stu. But I mean, at, at the moment, so now that you got the, a great result, have, have you been able to digest that? I, I mean, I was reading that there's a local celebrations uh, being planned, right? Is it is it the traditional open uh, top bus uh, parade through the city centre this weekend? I believe, isn't it? That's right. Yes, um, on Sunday will be. So whether we win the league or not, because obviously we're promoted whether yeah. we finish first or second, it's going to be a, a celebration like we had last year when we won promotion from from League Two, because obviously we've won back-to-back promotions now. It's two in two years, and yeah. uh, uh, we we'll be uh, there'll be an open top bus leaving Kenilworth Road at midday, yeah, um, and then making its way through Berry Park um, and down into the town centre to come out. Uh, at St George's Square at around quarter past twelve. So, any anybody locally um, in and around uh, Berry Park, you know, in Oak Road, and all, all the all the roads in the local area, we'd love to see as many yeah. um, supporters and, and local residents coming out and you know cheering the lads. Yeah, giving it a, a round of applause. Make the way, and, and so- there'll be thousands in, in St George's Square. There's entertainment. Um, going on right. 11 o'clock the entertainment in the town centre is uh, is happening and then the, the boys will be on stage um, BBC Three Counties uh, presenter right. Jeff Doyle will be will be interviewing loads of the squad members on, on stage and right. then there's a civic reception in the town hall for the players and staff um, right. after that so yeah this uh, you know please for any Anybody listening locally in and around Luton and especially about the streets surrounding the ground in Berry Park, please come out and, and enjoy the uh, the celebrations. So on, that will be, is, is it Sunday, did you say? Yeah, that's Sunday. Sunday. Of course, we've got the game tomorrow. Yeah. Oxford, 
at Kenilworth Road. It's a sellout. Unfortunately, there's no tickets yeah. available oh, there. Okay. The, game match, the okay. game actually sold out in January. Um, oh, wow. Because I think everybody could see at that stage that it was turning into a special season, and they, you know, people wanted to be there on the on the last day, and and the tickets sold out in January, in, well, end of January, early February. So right. there's no tickets, unfortunately, for the game tomorrow. But right. it's going to be a real party atmosphere. Yeah, um, around the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, uh, definitely. I think the other side of it is that this weekend is just generally going to be a very busy time for shopping for shoppers. This this uh, this weekend with Ramadan starting potentially on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, so Bray Park's going to be very busy, and then we've got an extra celebration in terms of Luton Town and, and the Championship. So uh, if if you want to avoid some traffic and uh, you don't want to be stuck, then I think you you, you don't want to be in Bray Park this weekend potentially. But at the same time, I think let's encourage the, the local community to do come out. And uh, and watch that parade go through on 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 Sunday and and give a round of applause to to the to the local boys. And the one thing we'd like to stress as well is that the local residents uh, and uh, business businesses around the ground in Barry Park, um, organised uh, by uh, Sufi and Sadiq, um, will be handing out chocolates to us. Fantastic. Just, just like they did uh, last year, it was, a, it was a fantastic gesture and one that was appreciated by all the supporters that, you know, at Easter time last year when we played Mansfield, yeah. uh, Sufian uh, and about 20, 25 local residents and, and businesses, they were outside the stadium handing out Ferrero Rocher chocolates um, as a, a gesture of thank you thanks for the way the supporters have brought business to the area and oh, being good neighbours over the course of the season and it's, yeah. it's fantastic that I believe that's happening again this Sunday brilliant, brilliant. Um, or, and sorry this this Saturday tomorrow before the game um, and, and you know we're really on behalf of the club we're really grateful for that but I know the supporters really appreciated that gesture last year and nice. we like to think we're good neighbours yeah. Um, we had the Neighbours Day last summer where, where we, we handed out tickets to everybody in all the houses in the roads surrounding the stadium to come to the games against Norwich and Notts County. And, you know, they a lot of those were taken up. Taken up. Yeah. And uh, we like to think that, um, you know, we, we've gained extra support um, because those, those that have come to the ground have, have certainly seen some great football this season. Fantastic. Brother Zuffer, were you going to say something? No, I'm just going to say a shout out to Sufian. A great idea, fantastic yeah. idea. Uh, I think that definitely now we have to go. We have to be out there. For, <laughs> the for, for the, I think for you're the going chocolates. for the Ferrero Rochers, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I that, don't know whether I don't know whether the Ferrero Rocher this year or, or something qu- different. But, um, quality. I'll be, go, I'll be definitely venturing out onto the Kenilworth Road uh, uh, on the streets out there to, to try and get my. Uh, my chocolate. Your share, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stuart, if, if I may, just two quick final questions for you. Uh, so the, so the, you talked about the new stadium earlier. Well, what, what does that mean then for, for, for Luton Town in, and, and in terms of the future of, of Luton Town as, as a club? Well, the, the owners 2020 or the custodians have not clear that, um, you know, we're, we're coming up against some really big clubs. Yeah. Um, you know, look at the division we're going to be going into next season. And some of the stadiums we're going to be playing in, you're talking of potentially, if they don't go up to the Premier League, Leeds United, Aston Villa, Derby County, uh, Nottingham Forest. There's some really big clubs there. And what they've all got are massive stadiums with hospitality areas, 
um, that they can they can use to, to um, generate more business and, yeah. and uh, make it more of a more of a, a day out when yeah. you go to a football match. You know, the yeah. whole match day experience. Now, what what the vision for the new stadium at Power Court was to bring life back to the town centre. Yeah. Um, you know, not only is it going to be a football stadium, there's going to be accommodation, um, you know, housing accommodation, flats, right. apartments, there's going to be uh, a music venue, there's going to be bars, restaurants, retail, um, there's going to be an area around the River Lee that's going to be opened up that can be a nice area for people to go and sit and, and by the river and, and right. have a drink. And, you know, it's going to be a whole experience. Um, mm. which will help regenerate Luton as a town. And, mm. you know, together with the Newlands Park development up by Junction 10 of the M1, which we've also got permission for, right. um, that will generate uh, 10,000 new jobs for the area. Right. And we'll right. give, uh, it's predicted it will give a, a £250 million boost to the local economy every year. So, you know, right. that the, the, it's not just the football club that will benefit yeah. Um, from having a new stadium built, it, it's the whole mm. area, the whole, the town of Luton and the surrounding area. You know, people won't have to go up to Milton Keynes or down to Watford to do their shopping. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they'll they'll be able to to go to Newlands Park um, and yeah. and shop there, and they'll be able to go into the town centre on a Saturday lunchtime, spend some money in in the shops that are down there, and then come to the football right. have a bite to eat beforehand yeah. stay and maybe watch a, mm. a, a concert or a comedy gig or something like that um, you know right. event afterwards so it's, it's the whole it's not just football on a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock it will be um, far bigger you know, great for the area there'll be so much more to do yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it, in 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 the end, that is what will help the club survive and flourish. Uh, absolutely. And and, and last, on, on the last note, what, what about the squad then? I mean, you mentioned these Leeds United and your derbies and uh, and your Nottingham, uh, Forest, whatever they're called, and, and Villa. Good, strong teams. Uh, what are the, the plans for, for strengthening the squad further? Well, yesterday uh, we announced that the new manager will take charge. Um, Graham Jones uh, will take charge from next Tuesday because uh, this season we had a change of manager in January where the, the manager Nathan Jones had done so well um, to get his promotion last season and get us to second in the league this year he left to join Stoke City and Mick Harford uh, who is a Luton Town legend um, took over right. and he's led us to promotion um, you know but it was always the plan that Mick would revert to his his old job as recruitment officer, because he's been involved heavily behind the scenes right. uh, in bringing these players in. Um, he, he knows them best and he's taken charge, but it was always the plan that as soon as the season ended, a new manager would be brought in. Right. And Mick has been part of that process. And we announced yesterday that that manager will be Graham Jones, okay. um, who last summer was... Uh, he was uh, assistant manager to Roberto Martinez with the Belgium team that reached the semi-finals of the World Cup. So, uh, you know, some of those players that we're going to be coming up against in the championship next season, um, Graham knows a thing or two about top players himself. So he's uh, like for Eden Hazard and, and Romelu Lukaku. He, he, he's coached in the not-too-distant past. So right. we're hoping Graham 
Uh, but of course, with the squad, he, he'll have his own ideas. Mm. He'll try and keep as many of the current players together that he thinks can flourish in the championship, I'm sure. But, um, you know, every team that goes up strengthens in some way mm. um, to, to increase the, the quality and the competition in, in the rest of the squad. So, right. um, you know, it's wait and see, really. It's a, it's a new era in terms of management. And, but what, what must be said is that the players have been brilliant this season. We've had James Collins, who's the League One Player of the Year. He scored 25 goals, so oh. he's going to get the golden boot tomorrow for the division as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we had three players in the EFL Team of the Year. Oh. We've got James Justin, a Luton boy. Luton, you know, the crowd sing, he's one of our own. He, he's come oh. through the academy. He's been with Luton Town since he was seven years old, and he... Wow. He was named in the EFL Team of the Year and right. and was nominated for EFL Young Player of the Year this year as well. So um, we've got a lot of very good quality players and hopefully we can keep as many of them together for, for a long time to come. Oh, fantastic. Stuart Hammonds, uh, great stuff. Uh, it sounds like very exciting times for, for Luton Town Football Club. A lot happening. Uh, really, firstly, again, on behalf of Inspire FM and the local community, fantastic result. Congratulations to Luton Town Football Club for its promotion. So do convey our congratulations to the entire team and management. And, and lovely speaking to you, Stuart. And thank you very much for, for your time this evening. Uh, thank you very much for having us and thanks for the congratulations. I'll pass them on. You're sure. welcome. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank Cheers. you indeed. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, so so that was uh, Stuart Hammonds, the press and media manager at Luton Town Football Club. And, and again, I, even though I don't literally follow uh, Luton Town Football Club, for what was Stuart and that conversation, a great local result, a lot happening for, for the town club. And uh, and overall, it can all only be positive for, for the town, hopefully, right? So uh, I, I would like to hear from, from our, our local listeners. I, I don't know if Brother Tariq actually, I, I know he's mentioned a few times he's gone and, gone and watched the odd, odd uh, the game here and there right uh, but I, I'm sure it'll be a nice experience for for some of uh, the local community uh, to actually go in and, and watch a game or, or two I'm tempted to actually try that experience myself sometime in the in, in the in the future right I had quite a few I think quite a few go to be honest yeah? you know, my, my son goes with uh, one of his friend's father basically texts him he's been a couple a few times oh, really? so. okay <coughs> so I mean especially now that they're going to be playing the likes of you know these uh, big former, boys yeah yeah exactly I mean these, these are former you know you know I don't know what it was back in the days but before even before premiership but well, you know, Luton was Nottingham, one of the big boys Villa before as well. Leeds Luton yeah in the 90s my friend it, it, right. I think 96 or 97 they hit the they were, at that time I think league, league division 1 was the top I think yeah. championship yeah. league and, and uh, premier league came afterwards yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think for a brief period, I remember during a Christmas wow. period, okay. it was top of the league. Mm, okay, there you go. So exciting times for for the, for the club, and uh, you know it's going to be exciting time to go and watch a game of football with uh, with some quality teams be, be uh, playing and, and providing an entertainment. So uh, again, if you've got any thoughts, uh, 0152481822 We were discussing the success of Luton being promoted to the Championship from the league one and I, and I tell you what was the other fascinating thing was 12 year absence they were you know re, you know relegated or literally 30 points deducted and then you know and that was in, that, that was quite inspiring actually vision 2020 to get back into championship football and, and actually achieving that on the back end of year on year promotions from one league to the next league of, of course you would you would say yeah that they had that caliber anyway it was just that 
financial uh, misdemeanor or whatever it was that led to them being taken out of the uh, the, the formal official league but great result and, and a fantastic vision and, and, and well done inspiring right so that was uh, that story and, and uh, we've got a few more minutes to cover the last story right mm-hmm. another local town story uh, brothers of I, I don't know if you've actually followed this this story or not and uh, I don't know why I'm smiling because it's, it's not a it's not a positive story in in, in that sense but I, I was driving past the the Luton uh, airport the other day yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, as I was I was driving past it you know there, there was quite a few people it was a nice day uh, and uh, with with the pickets and uh, demonstrating and, and uh, you know protesting outside the the Luton uh, airport right so I thought okay well, what's happening here and then lo and behold later I, I get the a number of articles uh, being shared with regards to what's currently being going on with that particular taxi firm I mean I'm sure we're not gonna give, you know provide any specific comments right I'm sure we're restricted in terms of what we can say we don't have representation from the company to represent itself and give their view of, of, of the story but it is being discussed in the in in the media with regards to the way some of the employees have been treated right uh, and just generally the 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 pay the the pay uh, you know of a lot of these drivers which which uh, is uh, apparently uh, you know been alleged right I'll say alleged that after all of the commissions are taken away and after the fees are taken away and after the you've paid your your cost to the company uh, for the for the week you know you end up with at least this individual okay this is Guardian okay that I'm quoting from 161 pounds for 65 hours of work I mean that's a fraction of the legal minimum wage so not positive uh, not news story and then earlier when we were just talking about the the elections you you reference that story again and that's uh, again the fact that the uh, the the it's not the, not not the monopoly but the contract for, for well, the uh, taxi Lute, firm Lute, was Lute, given to this particular Lute, firm. Lutonborough Council is is uh, well a majority shareholder is is uh, Luton Council so Luton Airport right share uh, Luton Airport I would say yeah. uh, majority shareholders Lutonborough Council yeah right so to see a contract go out like that at the detriment of the local economy economy yeah, was was actually quite a quite a blow uh, yeah. and i think a, a quite a slap right in the face uh, of, of some of the local community and i think some yeah. of the councils are ca- were caught napping mm. uh, and i think uh, you know they have actually the the cabbies have organized themselves and and, uh, and come back and they've made their, yeah. they made their voices heard but unfortunately people 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 who are were actually affected yeah. uh, were the the black cabs basically yeah. right and then uh, also also the uh, the uh, you know the, the ones that you can call in as well the mm. private cabs as well mm. uh, but so it, it looks like um, the people who um, who opted to sort of join uh, uh, this new company uh, have not you know it's not turned out to be something mm. that they hoped for I think yeah. when it was the, the story was sold to them that yeah. they'll get a car uh, and that that car you know, they'll get a branded car effectively yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know a certain portion of their, their earnings they can keep but yeah, uh, yeah. it doesn't doesn't look as though that's worked out yeah I mean like I said it's limited what we can say uh, without having a representation from both sides of the argument uh, but based upon what is uh, publicly available right uh, the fact that it's owned by a private equity firm first for, for me first was first you know you know uh, surprise surprise you know the the rents going up and, and, and 
and the profits going down. I mean, that's the nature of a private equity firm. That's what they're going. That's where they go and buy those kind of companies where they can invest and get a, a, a you know a, a nice return as a result. And you know, and a lot of times, I mean, I've been you know working for companies in the past which which have been bought up by you know, private equity firms. You get all of these promises of you no know, reassurance and stra- strategic you know decision and and prospects in terms of future. But the next thing that happens is a merger, and the next thing that happens is job losses, right? And mm. and uh, you know all of those you know former kind of uh, uh, you know benefits that you were uh, you know entitled to or you were well accustomed to suddenly get trained. I think that the, the key key thing to note in this particular mm. right, is is the status of the the drivers. Are they yeah. employees yeah. or are they? Uh, are there sort of private enterprises effectively mm. are making, mm. a, making a business? And I think the court has ruled that they are employees and they're entitled to right. minimum living wage and they're entitled to rights, holidays, etc. Uh, but obviously the companies are challenging that in, in the, the high courts and supreme courts. All right. Uh, so and while they do that, yeah. right, they're, they're in limbo, they're, they continue to operate. Okay, so we're running out of time. We've come towards the end of the first hour, listeners. Okay, so we are going to be moving into a commercial break. When we come back, it's all Ramadan. It's all Ramadan for the next hour. We've got an amazing uh, guest, Sheikh Imam Zaid Shaki, that we're going to be speaking to. So please do remain listening and, and get some of your questions and thoughts into the Sheikh in a couple of minutes when we come back. Until then, Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, and Brother Zafar here in the studio. Uh, broadcasting as usual every Friday from 6 pm to 8 pm on 105.1 FM, inshallah. Also broadcasting live on our sister stations nationally uh, Sheffield, Peterborough, Derby, Nottingham, and the list goes on. And also Facebook Live. Uh, and also via the Inspire FM app, so plenty of ways to remain tuned in and follow the discussions and the debates. 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. 0779481822 for your SMS and your WhatsApp messages. Uh, we are now going into the second hour of the show this evening. Uh, first hour has just been dominated by local uh, stories and, and uh, local reflections on uh, uh, the Luton Town Football Club uh, promotion, local council election results and then also the last story with regards to the local taxi firm and the picketing that's been going on outside the airport. But we are going to move on to something which is just days away and this excitement is out there. I can feel it in the community, I can feel it in the households, I can feel it definitely here in the studio, mashallah. Uh, and that is, and we've been discussing it, I think for the last week all the shows have been you know dominated by this particular theme and uh, mashallah it's been an, an synchronized across all the different programs as we prepare and welcome this blessed month of Ramadan Allahu Akbar blessed month of Ramadan a whole year has gone by and mashallah I'm, I'm still gonna say mashallah a few days remain and we still ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he allows us to witness this blessed month of Ramadan no guarantee we're still gonna witness this month of Ramadan. Ramadan is it going to be Monday is it going to be Tuesday 
the jury is out and so the the the, the moon watchers right uh, so the the moon watchers are out inshallah not not today but i mean they will be out that that's mm-hmm. the idea so ramadan is around the corner uh, and i was discussing this on my weekly live learning yesterday in terms of preparing for ramadan preparing for ramadan is so crucial uh, and and there's so many advi- you know pieces of advice out there from uh, you know medical advice nutrition advice uh, i don't know if you're going to listen to that nutrition advice or not don't eat fried stuff i was just hearing the tip earlier i'm sure all of us look forward to those samosas and kebabs when we're opening our iftars. i don't know i don't know if you're going to be listening to some of those tips right uh, but and there's a lot happening in the studio too a lot happening by inspire fm mashallah is fantastic that every year we're leading the community i was going to say from the front and i don't know if i should say that but, but there's no harm in saying that but mashallah you know you know in addition to others leading the community from the front and, and really trying to ensure that the spirit is there right the spirit is there, positive spirit uh we, we 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 try to home in every year on a particular theme and that's fantastic because we, it's not the same theme every year so what should we be focusing on, on this year and new initiatives so i think fantastic stuff inshallah ta'ala. we are going to be calling uh sheikh imam zaid shakir right so brother zafar tells me i, I was saying earlier in my comment fantastic uh, result in terms of getting uh, uh, such a notable sheikh onto the inspire fm platform and engaging and discussing with imam zaid shakir uh, and uh, I'm gonna, you know, I, I actually studied with Imam Zaid Shaq in '96, and I'm, well, uh, and uh, you know, I spent a year with Imam Zaid Shaq out in Damascus in '96, mashallah. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll mention that to him. Let's see if he remembers. I, I, I did speak to him and meet him once after that, but it's been a long time. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the Sheikh has met many, many people and completely forgotten exactly. who is Shaaban, right? Mm. Uh, but anyway, let, let's let's start with uh, Brother Zafar. Right, Brother Zafar, you know what's happening in the Inspire FM studio, Sheikh. Uh, this year Shana. and and what 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 is the treat waiting our our, our, our listeners right uh, with ramadan well well obviously uh, inspire fm grew from radio ramadan yeah and and ramadan is in our dna uh, alhamdulillah Absolutely. we look forward to it every year mm. it's a fantastic uh, time for us uh, it's, it's also obviously sort of a very spiritual time for everybody else, uh, all the Muslims, inshallah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, every year we try to strive and do something different. Uh, and, and our programming, our content, uh, again, is, is different this year. This year is, is about the journey. Uh, it's the journey of Islam, basically, the journey of development in Islam. Uh, you might be at the you know, very early stage where you know, you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or you might be have been a practicing Muslim for many years and you want to sort of go down that journey a little bit further mm. alhamdulillah we, we're trying to cater for that we're trying to cater for all of the all the different types of listens potentially we might have out there so that's from a programming point of view uh if you are are used to sort of uh going to our website inspirefm.org uh you'll see there's a new look and feel of the, of the website marshall ah, is very good the, the programming is easier to to get to uh, and inshallah for the first time mm. we have introduced right for our muslim listeners uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, uh a wider community. A, a wider community. Uh, the Salah widget. Salah widget. The Salah widget, mashallah. Well, what's new about the Salah widget? Well, the Salah widget, right? Because I've, I've heard of this Salah widget. It's well, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, have you ever been in a situation, right, where you want to find out when is the next Tarawih Jamaat? 
When's the next when is Salah Jamaat? I, I had that predicament yesterday. I was trying to find right. out what time is Isha Absolutely. Jamaat well, in Masjid Nur. This is the place. This mm. new widget, right, right, not only gives you the Sehri and Iftari times, mm. it tells you all of the Jamaat times, Salah Jamaat times, right. and it also tells you what the next coming up Jamaat is right, and where it is. As, a, as an alert, or you? you no, no, you it's, on there. it's on oh, there. It's on oh, there. It's constantly scrolling. Okay. Right. And, oh, and all, okay. All so you just open up the app, and it will tell you the next jamaah yeah. uh, is in Kokri Masjid, for example. Uh, that, that's right. Asr that's, or whatever that's it is. right. And it's got the arrows, so you can go forward and backwards mm. and find out what's what's the jamaah that's eight o'clock or whatever, okay, whatever. Okay. Uh, and against each against each of the the salahs, yeah. uh, the 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 you know, for example, the the fajr or yes. zohr or isha against each one and then there's an arrow the arrow leads you to the right. next next place where the, the next jamaat is so if you've missed fajr for example yeah right and you got up a little bit late mm. just use the widget to find out when the next jamaat in next masjid is oh, mashallah that, that sounds like a very very useful but not only that widget. not only that yeah. for our listeners up in peterborough and yeah. listeners up in derby and everywhere yeah. else now it's not restricted to luton it's now international it's now global Anybody oh, anywhere in the world, time. right, uh, can actually click on there, and if their yeah. if their masjid is not listed, yeah. they can click on it, and they can actually provide us the information. They can volunteer yeah. to provide us the information, and it'll be on there for for their listeners, inshallah. Fantastic, so, right? So, so, so that's very very good news. Jazakallah for sharing that. So, I, I, I for one will be downloading that. Where do I download it from? Inspire FM website. Well, website, yeah. You can right. So, so our listeners, if you're interested, and I'm sure a lot of you will be, uh, so. Jamaat times, right? In, in, in uh, that's, that's a fantastic idea. It's not just about getting the salat timings. It's Jamaat timings. It's Jamaat timings, and I think that's the crucial thing. A lot Correct. of us are looking for Jamaat timings, and you get to the masjid and you're 15 minutes late or 15 minutes early, and and you don't know which masjid because you know I like to frequent different massages. So by the time I go back to a particular massage, this this case I wanted to go to Masjid Nur. I'm out of sync. I, I don't know what time the Jamaat is. Mm, inshallah. All Very right, good. fantastic widget for for. For uh, our listeners, uh, what else? So, what's the program this year then in terms of uh, Ramadan for Inspire FM? What's our focus? Well, there's, there's two. Well, obviously, the programming I've, I've mentioned already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you have you obviously you'll have the the uh, the appeals that we normally do yeah. and, and the the Bari Park appeal we normally have yeah. live broadcasting in Bari Park. We're going to yeah. make that into a, a more of a more of a, a, a bizarre atmosphere. We'll oh, be selling nice. stuff for charity as such as, yeah. as as usual. Yeah. Uh, but also this time for the first time. That normally happens in the last ten days for That's some right. reason. That's and I right. tell you why because a lot of the times, a lot of the last few years, I I happen to Alhamdulillah be doing itikaf in. Uh, in Kokni Masjid, yeah. right? And when it, when we have our windows open, the only thing I can hear is Brother Tariq, yeah, uh-huh. from from, from uh, Berry Park. But unfortunately, I can't go and see what's happening in Berry Park. But but I know Inspire have got a presence in in those last ten days, so I've yeah. never been able to actually experience it personally. That's right, yeah. But and also also Inshallah, uh, for the first time we'll be uh, doing an in Eid event in the park as well. Oh. So e- Inspire Eid. Right is uh, is going to be held in Lucy Park, inshallah. Yeah. Right away from the the local parks where obviously there is events going on already. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is providing an alternative, right? Yeah. If people want to go to it. Now we're hoping that it's going right. to be a big event, right. a massive event. Right. Uh, and and uh, you know it's just you know the the reason we chose Lucy Park is because yeah. it's, it's it's an area where the, there is a, a good mix of communities, and right. the idea is is to make okay. to make Eid uh, an event, right, for all of the community, not right. just the Muslims. Yeah. Inshallah. So. 
So, so you're, you're jumping a, a one month ahead to Eid, but okay. Fair, why, fair, why not, man? Fair, why fair, not? fair enough. Uh, but but let's go back to uh, uh, the the main uh, almost I was going to say event of uh, this evening's show, and that is Ramadan, uh, preparing for Ramadan, and mashallah, it's it's great privilege to have uh, Imam Zaid Shakir with us uh, live from I believe would be uh, the US, right? Uh, and uh, mashallah, the, Im- the Imam Zaid Shakir, I'm sure, is no stranger to uh, m- most of our listeners, if not all of our listeners. So, so let me welcome Imam Zaid Shakir uh, to Inspire Fem on Friday Night Live. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Jazakumullah khairan barakallahu alaikum. Ahlan wa sahlan, Sheikh. I, I, I was just telling Brother Zafar earlier, you probably won't remember 1996, stretching back to 1996 in Damascus. Uh, I remember studying there for, for the year and, and uh, having the privilege of being in your company, mashallah. So I haven't spoken to you for many, many years since then, but alhamdulillah, great speaking to you today live on, 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 on the radio station. Alhamdulillah, a great honor. May Allah bless you and reward you for all the sacrifices that you made over the years and the pursuit of knowledge and the work that you're doing to, to extend that knowledge to others via various media. May Allah ta'ala give you much, much respect in all that you do. Alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from all of us, inshaAllah minna wa minkum, inshaAllah ta'ala. Imam Zaid, we're discussing, preparing for Ramadan. That, that's our, our theme, that's our topic. Uh, and, and I think the best way to open up that conversation is maybe for a, a brief reminder from yourself to our listeners. And this is a, a mashallah, a station and, and a show that is broadcast nationally and also internationally across the UK. And I think a, a first couple of minutes open a reminder with regards to uh, preparing for Ramadan that the few days that uh, we have before Ramadan commences uh, would be probably the most pertinent st- way of starting off inshallah ta'ala Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Alhamdulillah I think that uh, it's very important of for us, first and foremost, to recognize and acknowledge that Ramadan is one of our foundational religious practices. We all know the hadith, Buni al-Islam ala khams shahaditi an la illallah wa anna muhammadan rasulullah wa yuqam as-salat wa yutaz zakah wa hajj al-bayti wa thawmi Ramadan. That being the case, the first thing I think it behooves us to do is to try to learn the rulings associated with the fast. As a religious act, it has its lawful and unlawful aspects. It has its desirable and undesirable aspects. It has its permissible aspects. So before we enter into any act, we learn its rulings. And so I think we should learn the ruling of Ramadan. How do we commence the month? There's much uh, confusion sometimes around the commencement of the month and a lot of times that confusion is rooted in the failure of many people to understand just what are the proper ways of determining that Ramadan has indeed started. Who is in, uh, who is it incumbent upon to fast? What are the conditions that have to prevail for a person to fast? Uh, what breaks the fast? What are the things we have to refrain from during the month? And then we even beyond that, what are some of the fatawa that are relevant in terms of things like an IV drip, would that break your fast? Or if you vomited without uh, forcing yourself to do so, does that break your fast? It does not. Uh, 
So learning the rules, then after that, learning the, the sunan or the adab, because every act is, is the arkan or the first things that we need to know, uh, including the niya. What is the proper niya? Can I make one niya and it covers the entire month? Or do I have to make a, a niya every individual day? Does that niya have to be done at night before the fast commences? Or do I have until noon? Or do so mm. learning the learning who has the fast, what breaks the fast, uh, then the adab of the fast. And I think it's very important for us to, in this area, to understand that this is a, a, a great, great opportunity for us to draw close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hadith that mentions the most uh, popular and widely known hadith that mentions drawing close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it mentions love. So Allah, مَنْ عَادَ لِي وَدِيًا فَقَدْ أَذَّنْتُهُ بِالْحَرْبِ وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيِّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ so whoever transgresses against my beloved protecting protectorate, there's love in wilaya, qurba wa mahabba. So there's love in wilaya. My servant does not draw close to, to me with anything more beloved. Ahabba ilaya. Mimaktaratu alay. Wala yazalu abdi. Yatakarbu ilaya. And so my servant continues to draw close with the voluntary deeds until I love him. And if I love him, so there's love all in this, this hadith describing drawing close to Allah. And so the, the obligatory thing, the fast of Ramadan, and then the nawafil, the voluntary things, getting up for sahur. So we lose sleep thereby. Someone might calculate, I miss the whore. It's in May this year, it's not too hot. The days aren't too long. So I can skip the meal. I'll get an extra hour and a half of sleep. I'll get up 10 minutes before the sunrise, jump up, make wudu, and do my salah. And I'll get an extra. But Allah loves that we miss that hour and a half of sleep. And Allah loves that we miss that sleep at night. Well, I won't do tarawih. I'll go to the masjid where they do the supersonic speed tarawi will be done in 10 minutes you know and 10 20 rakats of that we're done in 15 minutes we go home and we go to sleep and Allah loves that we stand and we stay until the imam leaves and then we go home and now it's late but Allah loves that sacrifice that we're making and that's those are the things that draws, draws close and near to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So just for now, I'm sure there are other questions, but just mm. to summarize, to learn what are the obligatory and desirable aspects of the fast, what incumbates the fast, who must fast, when does the fast start, uh, shar'an, legally start, what time should we break our fast, what are things we should look out for, in terms of don't go by your, your, your clock to determine the beginning of the fasting day. Hmm. You look at in the morning, the orb is up. It's not, well, sunrise is irrelevant. We started way before that. But breaking the fast, so we look at the clock. Oh, Maghrib is at 8.35. 
But if we look closely, we see that little yellow orb is still on the horizon for iPhone or Galaxy Maghrib. Mm-hmm. We're going by Sharia, the Maghrib Sharan. We have to tack on four or five minutes to that to give the sun time to fully set. So all these little things we should try to learn in advance. So then we start the fast, just like the prayer. We don't just jump on the prayer rug and then just see what everyone else is doing. We learn the prayer. We learn the integrals. We learn the sunan. We learn the adapt. We learn what violates the prayer. We learn the, the proper ways, uh, rulings associated with tahara. So we enter into Ramadan as we enter into all of our other religious acts on the basis of sound knowledge. I think that's the first thing we need to do to prepare for the fast. And I'm sure in the course of this discussion, other th- there'll be opportunity to found on other things we can do to prepare. Uh, Jazakallah hai, Chef, and a fantastic opening, and, uh, and and I think it sets the scene uh, to f- for us to proceed uh, onwards from from here. Uh, inshallah, ta'ala. I, I think the key message there was for for to, to our listeners is to be prepared, right? To be prepared, to prepare yourselves, and to prepare yourselves means to to acquaint yourselves, right, uh, with the rulings and uh, with, with the 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 fiqh uh, around that, that particular ibadah or that particular transaction or that particular you know muamalat that you're about to engage in and, and I think generally or sometimes you know we as a, as a community can become a bit lazy you know we're going for Hajj but we're not you know acquainting ourselves with the principles with the under with the rules and we're always relying upon someone else to to do that job for us and I don't, I don't think that's the right you know eth- ethos and, and the right mentality to have and I think it's is likewise as important that you're uh, highlighting that point that you know I, I can see the counter argument people might say oh there's so many you know you know uh, details and, and it can be very complicated but at least we should make an effort and we should acquaint ourselves generally and that helps yeah, us to be prepared yeah. a lot better uh, as opposed to relying upon the shiuchs who are there available for the detailed questions understandable absolutely right. yeah but I think the basics is uh, uh, fasting is the easiest after Bush compare yeah. fasting and it's, it's ruling with hajj yeah. Or salat, yeah. or tahara. This mm-hmm. fast, have a niya and restrain, restrain from the things that will break the fast, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the crack of dawn until confirming the setting of the sun. Mm-hmm. We're done with the arcane. That's yeah. it. So yeah. I think people would say uh, these things overwhelming. Then learning the other things, I don't think overwhelming at all. I think the point was made. We can be lazy, yeah. but we should remember these acts. Are far ein. Yes. They're incumbent upon every individual believer. Yeah. They're not a far kifai or someone does it on behalf of everyone else and the whole community is absolved of, of any blame. No, this is mm. a far ein and we should approach it as this is an opportunity, an unrivaled opportunity for us to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no other time where mm. the deeds are multiplied. As in fasting, fasting Mm -hmm. itself, and to to prepare, I think this is another aspect of preparation, Mm -hmm. understanding the immense reward of the fast. Like this isn't salah, this isn't Mm -hmm. hajj, this Mm -hmm. isn't amr bil ma'roof, nahi anil mukar, tilawatul Qur'an, reciting the Qur'an. This is Ramadan, where Allah Ta'ala, and well, it starts hadith Nabawi, and then becomes hadith Qudsi on Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu, 
قال كل قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كل عمل ابن آدم له every devotional act the child of Adam takes undertakes the reward accrues directly to him or to her الحسنات بعشر أمثالها إلى سبعمائة دعف and good deeds are multiplied ten times over seven hundred times over now the hadith shifts from hadith never we are prophetic hadith to hadith Qudsi a divine hadith except fasting that's mine it's not the servants the fasting is mine so fasting is exempted from those deeds that are multiplied to some numerical limit no matter how great the limit there's a limit many times over and beyond the 700 but there's a limit mm. except fasting mm. fasting has no numerical limit in Allah terms Akbar. of its reward Allah. and why is that because fasting involves patience you have to mm. wait a long day mm. especially in the united kingdom as we approach some of the each day in Ramadan this year will be longer than the previous day yeah and so at the end of the month will be maybe I think there you'll be fasting maybe an hour and a half longer than you were at the beginning of the month mm. and so it takes patience yeah. and it's 29 30 days not four or five days like Hajj mm. it's not 10 minutes so, like Salah yeah it's not two minutes like Zakat write yeah. the check you're done yeah no it takes patience and what is the reward of patience Allah Ta'ala reminds Allah. us in the Qur'an إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ The patient ones, the sabiruna, will be given their reward بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ with no numerical limit. And so fasting has no numerical limit in terms of its reward. And so Allah. understanding that puts us, prepares our hearts and our minds to understand I'm going into this month with an opportunity to earn unlimited before you continue you know I hate to actually in, no, in, interject no no I, I, I don't want to interject I, I just want to listen to you mashallah but we, we're going to be going into a commercial no, no, break you, you have to interject no, no, we're going to go into a commercial break and then we're going to come back after a couple of minutes and we'll continue the, the conversation. But just I just wanted to highlight that point. Allah, but I mean, it's actually worth really just reflecting upon what you've just said, which is the fasting. It, you know, you know, it doesn't have, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't quantify it. He didn't put metrics around that. It is for me. I, I, and the, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascribed the fasting to himself directly really you know for for the people that reflect right for the ones who who think right and just consider that allahu akbar that allah distinguished made this fasting very distinct from all the other ibadats and, and that's an a, a, an amazing point itself but inshallah we're, we're gonna go we're gonna continue into a, a further deep dive when we come back from the commercial break and and what i would really like uh imam Zaid to, for, for you to you know you know give our community some guidance on is you know perhaps setting their you know themselves goals in, in for the for the month of ramadan and 
and what are those goals Absolutely. that they should be looking towards setting themselves right for, for this month of Ramadan and maybe that, that I, I think would be fantastic and then in terms of sacrifice and the inconvenience element that you talked about how we need to be pushing ourselves further Ramadan is not about just praying five times a day I mean we should be doing that anyway right it's about actually pushing that threshold a lot further but we're going to go immediately into a commercial break we'll be back in a couple of minutes inshallah and Sheikh we really uh, you know thank you and appreciate your uh, holding on to uh, holding on to us and, and, and continued your advice inshallah when we come back is that okay Sheikh? Barakallah Barakallah Assalamu so we are going to a commercial break we'll be back until then Assalamu Learn more about Islam in your community. Continue listening to Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban and Brother Zafar here in the studio. Uh, as usual, broadcasting live on a 5.1 FM on Inspire FM. It's uh, every every Friday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. 01582481822 number here in the studio. 0779481822 is the number for your SMS and your WhatsApp messages. We are now into our final half an hour of the show, uh, and the first uh, or the last 30 minutes we have been discussing the subject of preparing for Ramadan. So Ramadan is the key subject that we have been discussing in this last half an hour and it's a, it's a subject we've been discussing for the last week uh, across all the different platforms and all the different programs on the Inspire FM uh, you know, broadcasting uh, channels uh, and subhanAllah the most pertinent subject matter at the moment because we are literally a few days away from Ramadan and subhanAllah we have been um, uh, blessed to have uh, uh, Sheikh Imam Zaid Shakir with us uh, giving us uh, the advice and the tips with regards to Ramadan and preparing for Ramadan and, and subhanAllah without wasting any further time I'm going to go back straight to the Sheikh uh, and uh, and thank the Sheikh Jazakallah Khairan for, for your patience and uh, staying on the line with us over the commercial break uh, so welcome back to Friday Night Live uh, Sheikh Imam Zaid Shakir uh, with me Hafiz Shaban Alhamdulillah no, Alhamdulillah, just consider me a captive audience. <laughs> and if, if you lose me, just call me back. You know, I'm yeah. here for the duration. I'm, I'm in it to win it. You're in it to win it. Mashallah. You're in it for the, for the long term, yeah. mashallah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so for yeah. first half an hour, mashallah, you were, you were discussing in terms of the, in, in the importance of understanding the rulings, the sunans, the adabs of the month of Ramadan. And of course, that will allow us to to welcome it and to give it its uh, its haq, its, its due. Bro- Brother Zafar is with me as a co-presenter. Absolutely. Brother Zafar, you had a, a quick question for Imam Zay Shaki before we continue. Uh, uh, Imam Zaid. Uh, the, the question was really clarification, c- clarification uh, about the Sunnah, uh, about starting of the fast and breaking of the fast by observing the, the uh, I guess the, the signs, the sunset signs and, and subasadic signs, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a lost art. I think that's something that, that we've kind of forgotten, and we look at timetables and, and we look at sort of uh, um, you know websites and whatever. Uh, I just wanted to perhaps you expand a little bit about uh, you know what are those signs that that people can look out for themselves. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, 
it's very important for us to understand that we have prophetic instruction in these matters. So, sumu li ru'yatihi wa afhiru li ru'yatihi. Begin your fast upon fighting that crescent moon of Ramadan. And so, and there, there are different opinions. What does ru'ya mean? Li ru'yatihi. Start your fasting based on his sighting, in your fasting based on his sighting, and people interpret that different ways. But we know if you, the the balance of the the hadith clearly indicates that it is a it's a physical sighting of the moon. It's not sort of an allegorical. Therefore, we say based on how you uh, calculate it. Etc. It's a physical sighting because the the hadith uh, goes on uh, and and it says in and then if it's cloudy or you can't see it for some reason then complete shaban thirty days. So if we're talking about simply a scientific reckoning, then cloudiness wouldn't be a factor at all. But cloudiness is a factor. Well, in Ghumma alaykum, if it's cloudy and that prevents you from seeing it, then uh, complete 30 days. This this day where you might have seen it, but the clouds weren't, this is called Yom Shek, the day of doubt. And this is, uh, there's a prophetic ruling associated with that. It's not permissible to fast on the day of doubt. Calculations removes the day of doubt altogether. And therefore, this bit of prophetic guidance and wisdom associated with Ramadan is removed. Now, so that's how we start and end our fast. Now, saying that, and then there are two opinions. is one citing Safaisi Ummah. Many scholars particularly, uh, well, they say it does because Sumu is general. All of you Muslims. Sumu, Afkiru, is general, unrestricted, so it's all the Muslims, the whole Ummah, and others point to the hadith of Quraysh when he's interrogated or questioned by Ibn Abbas after he returns from Damascus. They started fasting in Damascus Friday. They started in Medina on Saturday, and Ibn Abbas said, no, we're not going to consider what they did in Damascus because the Prophet ﷺ instructed us to consider our local situation. And so there's a difference of opinion there. Now, saying that, if people choose to go by the calculation, we shouldn't argue and fight. We shouldn't make this issue something that tears apart the ummah at a time when our unity should be on full display, at a time where families should be coming together to get up in the morning to fast. We find sometimes families are torn apart. The children are doing one thing. The parents from another generation are doing another thing. The ones that follow this sheikh, they're doing something. The ones that follow this country, they're doing something else. No, we should do everything in our power to unify the Muslims in a particular area so that the relationships that they have can be accentuated and by Ramadan and the fasting and not undermined by it. But we should recognize that there is prophetic guidance in these areas, and we should try to adhere to that guidance. And if people choose to use uh, different methodologies, we say, alhamdulillah, that they're following 
scholars such as the great Syrian Usuli scholar, uh, Mustafa Zarqa, and others who say calculations are valid, but we say that we prefer the way that the Ummah has handled this for most, much of its history, and we prefer the opinion of the overwhelming majority of scholars, but we recognize many advocates of calculations. They advocate that position to, to uh, unify the Muslims who can be torn because they are following moon sighting, but this is following moon sighting of Saudi Arabia, which sometimes has scientifically verified not been always the most accurate one. These are following Pakistan, who use the accurate, but they're a day behind just because of the east to west movement of the day. Uh, these are following Morocco, who's very, very accurate. The, 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 they have the actual muwaqid at Qarawiyin, and they're going out every month, not just Ramadan, they're tracking the moon. And these are following the, the Mufti of Hyderabad, and these are following the Grand Poobah of Mali, and there's mass confusion. So the, the advocates of calculation say to cut through all of this confusion, we're just going to calculate. That's understandable. But if we can follow the sunnah of our Prophet, وسلم, and keep our ranks unified, then that's the best solution. Barakallah Fiq Sheikh Sayyidi for, for, for that uh, explanation. Hopefully, inshallah, it addresses uh, Brother Zafar's question. Uh, before we went into the commercial break, uh, I, I was uh, requesting yourself, uh, uh, Sheikh, whether you could just give a couple of minutes on setting ourselves goals for, for, the, for, the month, for, the, for the month of Ramadan, right? So you mentioned earlier about okay. this is a month in terms of getting close, you know, drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I was just reflecting upon the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and and uh, the Salaf Salihin, I mean that was uh, that was in their DNA gaining closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and the different avenues of gaining closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But for ourselves in the 21st century, you know, many decades later, right, it's, it's, it's a case of that we have to actually practically, you know, put plans in terms of what is it that I want to gain from this month of Ramadan and how do I, I gain that in this month of Ramadan? Maybe, maybe a couple of minutes on shedding light on in terms of setting ourselves goals for the month of Ramadan. One goal, I think, and perhaps the greatest, is to leave this month forgiven. And uh, as, as uh, it's related, whoever passes through the month of Ramadan is not forgiven, and that person is, is exposed to hellfire. So we should try to be forgiven. To do that, fasting the entire month. Men sama Ramadan, iman, and wahtisaban, Whoever fasts the month of Ramadan with faith and sincere faith, anticipating a reward from Allah, will be forgiven. Men kama Ramadan. Whoever stands for prayer in the nights of Ramadan will be forgiven. Men kama Laylatul Qadr. Men kama. Whoever stands for prayer and worship during the night of power, and not all of it, but a significant portion of it, is forgiven. Whoever whoever gives the fasting person something to break their fast with in Ramadan is forgiven. I'm mentioning this, the, the, the beginning of this hadith in the interest of time. Abu Hurairah, he says, is related as saying, that everyone will be forgiven in Ramadan except the one who refuses. 
And they said, those present hearing that, they said, whoever refuses, oh Abu Huraira, he said, one who refuses to ask Allah to be forgiven. So we should be asking Allah for forgiveness. We should be asking Allah for liberation from hellfire. We should have the goal of reading the Quran far more than we do normally. We should, and if we can read Arabic and read the Quran in Arabic, we should have a goal of one khatam in Arabic. We should have a goal to spend a little more time endeavoring to understand the Quranic message during this blessed month. Because the Prophet ﷺ will re, not only recite the Quran in Ramadan, will review it with the angel Gabriel, who will come to him in Ramadan and review the Quran with him. We should try to give charity over and beyond what we normally do because the reward of that charity is multiplied far, far beyond what it ordinarily is. And the whole month is an act of charity that Allah Ta'ala extends to us. And so we should uh, emulate to the extent humanly possible that divine act of being charitable in Ramadan. The Prophet says, يعني كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أجود الناس وأجود ما يكون في رمضان حين يلقاه جبريل فيدرسه القرآن. The Prophet ﷺ was ordinarily the most charitable of people. And in Ramadan, he was especially charitable. So we should have the goal of charity. We should have the goal of fasting every single day. Not making an excuse. Well, I work. Yeah, you work. You work, you come out of your air-conditioned house or apartment or flat, you get into your air-conditioned car, you go to your air-conditioned workplace, and then you're complaining about working and breaking the fast. We should try to fast the whole month and not make excuses unless we have a valid excuse. We don't want to put hardship on anyone. But we should be willing to sacrifice. We should stand for prayer. Men kama Ramadan. Ramadan kulla. Not, 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 not the first five days when we're excited. And then we go back and watch the football games after the first five days, rush and just pray the first eight rakats in the shortest time possible and run back home to watch football games. No, men karma Ramadan. And so not the first five nights, the whole month. And we should be trying to give people something, give some, bring dates to the masjid to share with the believers there to assist them in breaking their fast. All of those are pathways of forgiveness. We should strive to be liberated from the hellfire. We should strive to restore relations that might have been broken. The, 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 uh, one of the hadiths about forgiveness is that everyone will be forgiven except one, uh, an idolater or one who has bad relations with their fellows. We should try to rectify those relations in Ramadan. We should try to turn off all of the social media devices. Don't don't go to your Facebook account in Ramadan. Don't go to your Instagram and your Snapchat and your uh, Twitter and whatever. Leave all that in Ramadan. The world is not going to miss us. Sometimes I think we, if I don't respond to this text message right now, the world's going to come to an end. But you know what? People die every day and they think they're indispensable and the world keeps moving along. They're not even missed. It might be missed for half a day. After that, the world moves on. 
The cemetery is filled with indispensable people. We shouldn't think we're indispensable. I have to spend two hours responding immediately to text messages. When you're reading your Quran or reviewing Quran, turn your phone off. Put it on airplane mode. Put it in another room so it's not even there to tempt you. Turn the television off. Don't watch the football games. Here in America, don't watch the NBA playoff series. It's still going on after Ramadan. It's the finals. So you get the best games anyway. So skip all the rest of the preliminaries and dedicate yourself to Allah. This is a month of Allah. It's a month of forgiveness. It's an opportunity that might not come back in this lifetime. None of us has promised another Ramadan. This might be it, brothers and sisters. This might be the last Ramadan of our lives. And what do we, what, what uh, uh, our Prophet taught us, sallallahu alayhi wa They should be sealed with musk. So if this is our last Ramadan, and for each and every one of us, no matter how young we are, this may well be our last Ramadan. Then let, if that's the case, let's put the seal of musk on it. La illallah. Uh, Sheikh, Allah Akbar, I mean, uh, amazing advice there, mashallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. And, and, I, and I think, uh, I'm not going to try to summarize it, but I mean, the essence of it is that our attitude and our mentality has to be that we, we approach this month so that we, you know, with the, with the mindset that inshallah ta'ala we will come out of that forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all our actions should then align towards that goal. Absolutely. Uh, align towards that goal. We, we've got about six, seven minutes remaining and I, I wanted to ask you a last question inshallah ta'ala. Maybe just uh, uh, focusing the attention of uh, of our listeners towards the essence of Ramadan, right? Uh, and the element of, of sacrifice and inconvenience because I think you already touched upon on, on that point, but it's about pushing ourselves further. Just a, just a, another maybe reminder to, to, to our listeners that yes, you are going to you know lose out on your sleep. Yes, you know going for, for the jamaahs is going to mean lesser of you know opportunity and time to, to sleep and rest and then back to the to the work schedules. But that's what Ramadan is about. That is the essence of Ramadan. Maybe a couple of minutes Absolutely. on that, Sheikh, would be appreciated. Uh, we should understand something that is very, very important for us to understand. That shaitan exploits the human quest for comfort. Let me say that again. Shaitan exploits the human quest or desire for comfort. So we, 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 we talk about the mobile phone. The mobile phone is comfort. We don't have to be inconvenienced by going into a house or finding a phone booth to make a phone call. Now it's with us 24-7. And, but that comfort comes with a price. That comfort comes with a price. The price of that comfort is we surrender part of our humanity. Part of our humanity is privacy. There was a time in my lifetime, maybe you guys are too young, people would jump in their cars and ride out into the countryside to get away from it all. And they go into the beautiful countryside, maybe put their blanket out, have a little picnic, or just lay in the grass, look at the clouds floating by in the sky. You can't do that anymore. Now the phone's right there with you in the car. And so you wanted to take your wife out into the country to enjoy some fresh air and some privacy. 
and she's talking on the phone the whole time. You're talking on the phone the whole time. And so there's no, there's no privacy. That's the price of this quest for comfort. And, and so the, the, uh, the uh, transhumanism, transhumanism is just a promise from the architects of, of our technology that they can relieve us from the discomfort of the human condition from disease, from the, the pain, the arthritis, the, the, the joint pain, the weakness, loss of strength that comes with aging. But that's part of what makes us human. Ultimately from death, we'll, we'll find a way to escape death. Why? So it's seeking comfort. But every avenue to comfort comes at the price of our humanity. We, we, our memory is part of our humanity. What, part of what makes us human is our ability to memorize, to recall. And now all the phone numbers are in the phone. I remember when all 300 numbers were in my head. I surrender those to the phone. I've surrendered part of my humanity. And also if I'm in an emergency situation and the phone dies, someone might be hurt, someone might die because of my quest for comfort because I don't know that emergency number. I, I relied on the phone. Now the phone died. Now there's, there's someone is suffering because of that. So Ramadan wants to get us out of our comfort zone. And, and getting us out of our comfort zone, it activates those aspects of our humanity that we're surrendering to the machine, particularly the spiritual, because the machine, it can act as our brain. It can act as our physical guide. Even the map quest. In the past, you would go to a, a, a distant place. One time, you could go back there the next time unaided because we paid careful attention. We took mental notes. You go about five miles, there's a gas station on the right. When you get to the gas station, you make a left. You go up about a quarter of a mile, and then there's a, a, a dead end. At the dead end, you make a right. And you go down another mile, there's a big school. When you get to the school, you turn left, and then the street where your friend moved to is three streets down. And it has a stop sign. Oh, no, it has a roundabout. It's at the roundabout. And so when you get to the roundabout, pass it. And so you made those mental notes. Now we just listen to the, the, the thing. Make it in 200 meters, make a left. In 300 meters, make a and we have to listen to that thing five or six times to return there before we can go on our own. So Ramadan wants to get us out of our comfort zone. Imam Ibrahim al-Nakhai, one of our great predecessors from the early generation, he said that those ruined... I'm going to interject again. We've just got a, a, literally just under two minutes remaining. Oh. Subhanallah. Anyway, so Ramadan wants to get us out of our comfort zone. Embrace it. Don't flee from it. I mean, Barakallah Fiq Sheikh. I mean, I'm sure our listeners would agree. We we could be discussing for for a number of hours, but but Subhanallah, time is limited, and I'm sure you got plenty of other commitments. And I want to thank you again on behalf of the Inspire FM radio station, and and it's been an honor speaking to you, Sheikh. And Jazakallah for your advice that you've given to our listeners. It's a great honor, great pleasure. I appreciate you. I thank you so much for the opportunity. May Allah reward you, and may Allah 
inspire all of your listeners to to, to support Inspire Radio. Barakallah Fiqh Shaykh. Jazakumullah khairan. Inshallah ta'ala. I'm, I'm sure we will speak again sooner rather than later. Inshallah. Barakallah Fiqh. Jazakumullah khairan. Inshallah. Barakallah Fiqh. Jazakumullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Listeners, that was uh, Imam Zaid Shaykh from the US, mashallah. And, and uh, wallahi, uh, it, was, it was a privilege speaking to the Shaykh. Uh, fantastic insight, fantastic inspirational words with regards to the month of Ramadan. I, you know, I, I can't just summarize everything that the Sheikh has said. Uh, the, the words were, were, were amazing. And, and the podcast will be available for you to listen from our website for those of you that want to listen to those words again. But in essence, in, in summary, is acquaint yourselves with the rules of Ramadan. Uh, set yourselves goals. You know, set yourself the, the, you know, the target to gain closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be amongst those who are forgiven in this month of Ramadan. you got to set yourself that goal. You know, I, I, that you come out with a mentality that inshallah ta'ala, you are amongst those who are forgiven in this month of Ramadan. And to be able to do that, fasting, qiyam, siyam are essential components towards that. And then the last component that I wanted the Sheikh to touch upon the essence of Ramadan. Uh, and Ramadan wants to take you out of your comfort zones. Just bear that in mind, right? It's not about containing and keeping on to it, it's about inconveniencing yourself, it's about pushing yourselves, it's about sacrificing and making the most in, in the month of Ramadan. Uh, Brother Zafar, that's my summary. I don't know if you want to add anything. Alhamdulillah, to it. alhamdulillah. To be honest, I can't, I can't add to what you've, uh, you two have actually sort of said. Um, I mean, you're learned, Imam Zaid is learned it, and so you. Uh, so the only thing I can say really is I've, I've taken notes, uh, mental notes, and I'm already starting working a plan, mashallah, based on the advice I've had today. Alhamdulillah. Do, do. Alhamdulillah, okay, and uh, and subhanAllah on those notes, uh, we, we're coming towards the end of the show, mashallah, and uh, we will be continuing from, from next week onwards, uh, Brother Zafar, I think the show is going to be a, a, a bit more condensed, right? right? And it's going to be uh, Ramadan themes that we're going to be discussing, inshallah ta'ala so inshallah, we look forward to uh, continuing with the Friday Night Live over the next couple of weeks, during the month of Ramadan I don't think I'm going to have enough energy as I have now, but you know what, I have found that in Ramadan, sometimes I have, when I'm fasting you, more I energy do, than, do, than outside do, Ramadan, I, Allah I I do have that the same feeling as well. Sometimes yeah. you're much more energetic. You you want to carry on doing things. You don't want to stop. I think there you go. The blessings of fasting, the blessings yeah. of Ramadan. But on that note, inshallah, ta'ala, brother Zafar, jazakallah khairan for for sharing uh, these last two hours with me in the, in the studio. And inshallah, ta'ala, I'm sure we'll be discussing next week. But but listeners, until next week, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh from me and from brother Zafar here in the studio. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.